0: What's up and welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Way show. My name is Aaron Velke. We've got our co-host in the room, Marty Noki. And today, we're going to talk about the two reasons why you won't sell your product, you won't start your business, or you won't raise your rates. These are big pillars as you journey into entrepreneurship, whether you've been on your own for years, for decades, or you're just starting in your garage. It's really important that you can sell. If you want to change your life, you've got to be able to sell. It's a a primary skill in building a business. It's also a primary skill in, in changing your life. Everything is sales. That's not to say that everybody is selling, but the act of getting people excited about what you're doing, getting people to take action when they may be inactive, and in many ways, growing what you're worth, growing the value that you can provide to people all comes down to these. Two reasons, and they're uncomfortable, but I want you to strap in, buckle up, and let's get ready to talk about why you're not doing these things. Marty, welcome. good to see you. Happy Monday. Happy
1: Monday. I feel like I'm on an airplane. Like buckle up and ready to go. That's right
0: well, I don't really <laughs> buckle up on airplanes. They always yell at me, but you know I, I wait for that day where the, the airplane just goes up and down real fast, hits a little turbulence, and I get a free roller coaster ride. That's my hope. Uh, we're probably going to make this a roller coaster ride for people. Let's, let's start with just an outline of what these two reasons why people don't do it. Is, is there any argument from you if I said that the first reason is you're afraid to be rejected and the second reason is you're afraid of success? You got any, any contradictions to those two fears?
1: Uh, no contradiction cer- certainly to the first one I, I think the second one you'll probably have to explain fear of um, success versus failure. That might be the one one tweak as we go through. yeah, because people might see it as failure
0: yeah uh, yeah, we'll be good to, to outline these and for for you tuning in today the the first one where we'll start the fear of rejection is probably one that you can immediately identify with. It's a it's a simple one. My My journey has taught me that rejection, that evaluation, that measurement is actually a really important part of us growing, of us evolving. That doesn't make it any easier. It's just something that you learn to get accustomed to. It still can sting. I do feel that if you are going to live an extraordinary life, if you're going to expand your enterprise, if you are going to change the future of your family, many of you want to do that you've got to be capable of of handling rejection. It takes a, a different kind of muscle and muster, but it's it's a really primary skill in being able to get to the next level. Because the next level is going to reject you initially. Yeah.
1: I, I think it's 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 at the heart of a lot of our own insecurity. Um I know we talk about it also in terms of that that group that 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 you're a part of. So I, I think that fear is just really deeply rooted for most of us.
0: So let's let's think about what rejection looks like and break this down so you have a concrete action step if if you're listening today wh- whether you're on the go or sitting still. Rejection and what business looks like, what entrepreneurship looks like are, are in my mind very different. But we make rejection a large statement, not a small experience. We make it a, a <laughs> resolute and permanent trait about ourselves and our value, not an experience and an experiment. So rejection, rather than being a, a one-off or an indicator, becomes like a tattoo. And not long after experiencing one tattoo of rejection, will you say, I don't I don't want any more tattoos like this. I don't want to be labeled. I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be grouped into this this like rejection feel like right the loser's camp. I don't, I don't want to be there anymore. But it's not a permanent fixation for you. It's not, it's not a statement about your future. It's just a, just a moment. And I think we, we add a lot of gravity to those moments by making them much larger than life. They're so, so critical, right? My, my business will never make it because it's one human being told me, no, it's so large.
1: Yeah, and it, because I think it, it it becomes part of the identity of the person, which most more than likely has to do with their own history and where they're coming from, as to why that is so um, runs so deep for them. So yeah, I think it is it it can very much be that tattoo, and it's often because that that rejection has kind of been built over time, and so they haven't um, been able to let go of what that actually, as you're saying, just that moment versus. I'm rejected it's not a personal attack
0: right it's, it definitely isn't and and look, it, whatever product you have, whatever business you want to start, maybe it's time to raise your rates because you're you're feeling stretched and stressed with all the the interest and the capacity of the business, all of the the changes that you want to make will come with some kind of rejection that That might mean that when you raise your rates, the first person you tell says. I can't do it, or it's not worth it. That's just something you're going to have to navigate. And if that becomes a a testament of who you believe you are, then I got I got some news for you. You're in for a long ride. If the customer determines your value and determines whether or not you pursue your dream, it's going to be a long, long, bumpy ride as an entrepreneur. It's just going to be difficult.
1: And, and I think the way we've done it, the way you've done it, because you've done most of it, is it, it almost becomes like a test. Test right? Or we don't just say, all right, we're going to raise the rates today. We, we test it and then go with it. And I, I think if, if we can reframe it, if people can reframe it, it doesn't have to be so ingrained in that value piece. Test it, just test it and see where it goes. You could always adjust. That, that's the great thing about it. You can adjust and adapt based on on whether there is a demand for it or not.
0: Yeah, there's plenty of ways to test and and maybe reduce the number of rejections that you get. Sure. I, I also think that a fear of rejection is a failed commitment to iteration. It's a failed commitment to improving. You You have to go after learning and improving by getting rejections. You almost learn that this is where I, I hate the rhetoric around selling because it's often you either get a yes or you get a no. And, and then it stops. If you're getting yeses from customers or or clients or prospects, then you're doing something right. And if you get noes, you're doing something wrong. And, and that, that understates the way that it works. The process is go get some noes, go get some yeses and figure out what works. And if you don't get noes, if you're completely evading noes, then it's critical to go find where the boundary is. Right? It's like a young kid that's that's learning what he can and can't get into. You're going to have to bump into some walls and fall down a couple times to realize, okay, customers don't want this. They don't care about this. But they they actually are expressing a lot of interest in ABC. I'm going to focus on ABC. You need that feedback.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. How do you how do you even know what you're about? And I I think we could speak to the growth of get out of your own way it's not what it was a year ago when we first started doing it it's adjusted and adapted based on where people are based on what they're looking for and what they need and so i i I do think that's the only way that you get there is it it is that testing and it's also get the nose and figure out what what isn't what isn't needed or what people aren't looking for
0: yeah Yeah, there's a lot.
1: You have to to know your and you have to know your audience as well. Who it is that you're serving?
0: That's right. There's a lot of assumptions that need to be tested. And if you're testing assumptions, again, I, I think this this isn't an examination into rejection as a theme. It's it's a statement about the experimentation that is getting rejected. There's there's a process to building a really successful company or a really successful product or building a side hustle so you can leave your job, or even raising your rates. Where what we're actually doing is we're, we're throwing out an opportunity and, and letting the world educate us. We're, we're learning through the lens of our audience. And if there's a fear of that, if we're not interacting with our audience, my take is that, and, and I've been here because I did this for a long time, my my reflection back on who I was a long, long time ago, I I was fragile. So if someone told me no, it took me a long time to recover. And if that's you, here's something that you can do today. I want you to go on a sheet of paper and write down all the hard moments when you were young where you felt absolutely rejected, whether it was a date, whether it was class, maybe you, I don't know, you airballed in gym class and everybody just started booing. It doesn't matter what the moment was. There, there has to be some kind of reflection back because every time you get rejected as an entrepreneur, you're going to feel that sting again. It's going to feel like you're back in gym class. It's going to feel like you're back in front of the room, like <laughs> your middle school dance date said no or whoever you asked to prom like completely ignored you. Whatever it is, it doesn't feel like that's connected. But part of the the fire that burns in entrepreneurs is I'm going to prove people wrong. And if you keep getting no's, you're going to feel like you're shackled to the floor and unable to grow because eventually you'll just quit. And there's, there's some kind of dream that you've got where you got to get out of your own way and build this thing Well, that dream's going to die. You got to feed it. You got to be willing to do it.
1: And, and how many times isn't it that the story that you've told yourself probably isn't true. I'm, I'm just thinking when you mentioned gym class. And we grew up in different times, so it could be a different experience. But used to have to do uh, the physical fitness tests. And one of them was uh, pull-ups. And I, I could never do a pull I still couldn't do a pull-up. I-, I could do it on a machine that helps me, helps me do it. But I- I'm thinking to myself, no one in that room was laughing at me. Because first of all, 90% of the people couldn't do it either. But that's the story I've told myself about that experience when it, it just isn't true.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we we make the world like about us when no one is paying that much attention to you. (laughs) Uh, And I, I can remember so much rejection early on. I had started this financial education company. At the time, it was a nonprofit. And every grant that we applied to, every single grant, no. No, 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 no. And, th- and, there and anyone, disheartening that, anyone, that's,
1: anyone that's applied to, for grants knows that's really part of that process oh, is man. getting a no.
0: And it's brutal. It, it real. I mean, I spent countless hours writing these proposals and proposals and proposals on top of one another. And to get that many no's is, is definitely disheartening. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to say that it's not disheartening. It's just a matter of What's stronger, your desire to win or your fear of rejection? And that, that's got to be a bigger fire to, to combat rejection. But d- these moments where I, I'm, I get a no, I get a no, I get a no, you get an email, you open it up, you hoping it, you know, that it's going to be a, hey, we've approved you, this, this money is coming your way or this opportunity is coming your way or a client says, yeah, I'm in. Or you look at your sales account and you see some numbers come across the screen and you see nothing. Those moments are very difficult. I also think that if you can step out of the little tiny world that you're in, where everything is crumbling, the sky is falling, there's, there's like just hail and lightning striking you. And if you can zoom out a little bit, you, you can recognize that every entrepreneur started here. Mark, the Mark Cubans of the world, the Zuckerbergs of the world, the Musks of the world, those are big examples. But if you look at the entrepreneurship space of people who have created good lives for themselves, they're not poster childs for what it means to be an entrepreneur, but they've been successful. They make great money for their family. They've all been through this. Like There's this belief that it doesn't actually happen this way. That's not how it happens. Everyone fails like this probably more than you know. It just doesn't get talked about and and if you're afraid of it, then you're you're essentially unable to get to level 2. It's like, you know, you got to go through the Mario level to get to the to the end where you jump on the flag, but if you if you keep dying and you never get to the end of the level, fine. But you're stuck on level 1. And this is like a level 1 experience for an entrepreneur that that does show itself in other formats. But I believe that you can conquer this. And I really, truly believe that if you develop a good relationship with rejection, it becomes a lesson. Not a, back to that tattoo word, it's not a statement about your value.
1: One, I want to know how we always end up back at Mario because we seem it's to the always best. end back at <laughs> Mario. The, the second thing is, and I, I mean, I could do uh, a short episode on this as well to give more, is it, it really when you're operating from a place of pain which is where that rejection really hurts um how do you deal with the pain that's connected with that rejection because that that's part of part of the issue for someone the other thing that i think is in in that saying of no and what feels like rejection more than likely there's also a yes happening you just aren't aware of it at that moment because you're so fixated on the no on on being rejected and in reality there's probably a yes that's trying to open up somewhere in the in the midst of that rejection quote unquote rejection
0: i think that's a beautiful point if, if you have not read the book uh man i'm blanking on it uh what is the name of this book uh it's about negotiation by the guy uh chris voss um never split the difference The the book on negotiation done by the guy that negotiated the surrender of Saddam Hussein is a phenomenal rendition of how rejection matters and and how conversations actually start, especially in the the negotiation space, whether you're buying a car or selling your product. It begins at no. And if you can get to a no, that, that book did a lot for me. If you can get to a no, you then have the opportunity to work from that point. Because if you're only getting yeses, there's actually a really interesting problem happening. You're, you're, you're probably selling down. Mm-hmm. So if if everything I offer you, you say yes, 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 I'm probably underselling. If we move from top to bottom and you get to the end of that and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm in. It's not that it doesn't feel good as a as a business owner. It's great. There's probably something I left on the table though. And... The no is a great space to begin to explore, if we go back to the word experiment, to learn something about either your prospects in general or the person that you're sitting with. And if you can get to a no, now you can begin to ask. You, you got to be like untriggered by it. But then you can start to ask good questions. Hey, is it overpriced? Is it a payment structure problem? Is there something in this product service that I'm offering that that doesn't interest you or I lost you somewhere what what changed where is their fear you are you uncertain of the value of this is the ROI not clear you can begin to ask better questions to really get there but you can't be triggered and afraid of the rejection in the first place you almost have to go hunting for it
1: and it can't be too easy I, I think is what I'm hearing you say if it's that easy you're probably missing something
0: yeah yeah, and and look, I know that you listening want it to be easy. I, I know that it, it ain't the game of entrepreneurship. That's not how it's going to work. The, I th- I think the memo here is is it doesn't have to be killer hard. It doesn't have to be this this oppressive engine that you build. What we're talking about though is if you're afraid to be rejected and and. As a result, you only go to people who say, yes, 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 all the way through your sales process. You don't have the right clientele because a good client, almost any business can attest this. A good client is going to be along for the ride and you're going to have a push-pull. You're going to have a natural dynamic that goes from, hey, I'm interested in this. Can I learn more? Or hey, I want this. Into a conversation where you're learning about their values, you're learning what they don't care about. And ultimately, if you only get yeses, you don't get the chance to improve your product, to improve your pitch, to improve the way you sell, or raise your rates and slowly negotiate what you're worth.
1: Yeah, and and I would add, just as I listen to you, that if if you're, there's that that piece of selling your product, there's also, if, if you're only surrounding yourself in life by people that say yes to you, that you're living, uh, I don't want to say delusional, but you're in a somewhat delusional world that uh, you need that resistance pushing against often in order for it to grow. And we talk about it in, in our own relationship that there, there has to be conflict at times, there has to be um, tension at times in order for it to grow. And sometimes that is yes, no, yes, no. Um, But, but it's necessary in order to grow forward.
0: That's right. Yeah, I, I believe rejection to be a, a a necessary component in the pursuit of growth and the pursuit of more, not something to be discounted as a, a a pain that can be avoided. It it is the the benchmark of toughness, mental toughness. Can you handle rejection long enough to learn? Right? It's it's the same thing in the gym. When when we're working out, Re- rejection isn't the word but what we're looking for is resistance and a great way to re-qualify what rejection is is resistance there's some kind of resistance to what you are sharing what you are offering what you are proposing as far as a new rate goes and if there's resistance that's where you got to lean in and if if there's anything that i have learned through athletics that translates almost directly to entrepreneurship with very little need to recontextualize. It's that if in athletics you lean into resistance, the things that you're not good at, the muscular development, the atrophy that happens if you don't work on something, all of that, and you lean into resistance in entrepreneurship, the rejection, the process of selling, the customers giving you feedback that you may not want to hear, you're probably going to be a much more successful entrepreneur. Long run. And
1: has that Absolutely nothing to do with your value
0: as a person. That's right. Nothing. That's right. Nothing. Yeah. Look, think, think about all the things that you and I buy or don't buy that, that has nothing to do with the person that made it. Like, okay, I, I respect some of these really successful entrepreneurs. That doesn't mean I go buy their product. It has nothing to do with it. I'm going to buy the product that I need that's most important to me and that's important to the business <laughs> that we run. Like, Not based on who's selling it. It has nothing to do with the person that's selling <laughs> <Right>. it typically
1: <laughs> yeah you know, they I don't know if they exist anymore there, there used to be all those tele telecommercials for different products that people invented. How many do you just turn the channel because you you have no interest in it it has no purpose in your life It happens all the time
0: yeah yeah I, th- I think of uh, Steve Jobs right late Steve Jobs the way that he created wonderful phones that's right i mean he's responsible in many ways for the development or at least the undertaking of the iphone which has changed a lot but i don't buy an iphone because of him in fact i was an android guy for like the the majority of what late stage cell phones were me too it, it only got to a point where it was like let me try an iphone for six months that was my commitment i'm gonna try it for six months if not i'll just come back to android and in that process, I was like, wow, this is way more simple. And at this point in my life, I want way more simple. I don't need to customize all this stuff like I like to. I just, I want simple. But it wasn't because of Steve Jobs. And it, it wasn't a devaluation of anybody that worked on Android. It was just fitting for what I needed. And if if the like, programmer at Android got really upset because I converted from Android to Apple, then he's missing a chance to learn. Right In that case... How do you make it more simple? How do you appeal to someone that makes it more more simple, or to someone that wants it to be simple? Again, there's just there's learning and all the resistance if you if you lean into it.
1: And, and using that example, there, there's a yes for the Android phones as well to become better and to be simple. And one of the reasons I stepped away from them was it was too complicated. I love the iPhone for the simplicity of it, but then it also forces the competition to to uh, adapt as well to a simpler form for people. If that's why people move to iPhone, which I think is a big part of it, other than it, it's a cultural thing, there's a simplicity to it. So yeah. even in that no, there is a yes.
0: Yeah, it's beautifully said. All right, well, let's, let's close the door on rejection. We know that's a fear. We know that's important.
1: Are we, are we, are we rejecting that now? We're, we're closing the door on We're it.
0: rejecting rejection. Let's, let's shift into the other side. In my opinion, one of the other reasons that people don't sell their products... Uh, I'll, I'll let's go you. You won't start sell your product. You won't start your business and you won't raise your rates is is a very different side of the coin. And that's the fear of success. So here's what I mean by this. And and Marty, I want to get your take on it. I think success is more scary to people than failure. That's that's different than rejection, than, but than abject failure. Because on the other side of success is everything different. Everything is new. You got to manage your money different. You got to hire. You have to find vendors that can supply a greater demand. You have to know where to put your money in a bank and how to get credit and lines of credit. You have to design and find designers to articulate your vision. You have to hire individuals that can see beyond you. You have to get experts to navigate your software systems that you need. You have to build a CRM. And if you've never done that, When you go from five customers to fifty, when you go from fifty customers to two fifty, when you go from making three grand a month to thirty grand a month, there's so much different about your life. And if you're afraid of that change, you're going to hide from it.
1: Yeah, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking it because, as you know, in in doing this work as much as you have, that people come in often look they want freedom, right? They want freedom. Which comes with that success as well, and that that freedom though comes with a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I, as I'm listening to you, that that's kind of what I hear as well. Maybe that that that's part of that fear of success is it comes with a whole lot more responsibility than than what I have been accustomed to. Not only accountability for the business, but also responsibility with the money and everything that you just said. There's Freedom does not mean I can do whatever I want; it means I have responsibility. I take responsibility for the business for my life, whatever that may be
0: It's such a good good share i I do think it's worth asking yourself, do you want the freedom? M- most of us will say yes, but don't want to pay the toll right don't want to to lean in and, correct and look i the business has changed a lot for me over almost a decade when when I first started as like a side hustle. The amount that I needed to know and understand was pretty minimal. It was, you know, how do you open an LLC? Okay, well that was brand new. But having an extra thousand dollars a month when I started was great. It did get very scary to imagine what if I had an extra ten grand a month? What I, what if I had a hundred grand sitting in a bank? Like, I, I don't know what to do. No one ever taught me that. So these these things start to get really interesting to 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 box up and and imagine because it it will create fear what if you made a million dollars well everyone says it'd be great to make a million dollars what do you do with it do you know what to do with it or would you squander it like every lottery winner if you get a million dollars and your family comes knocking and all your friends come knocking and they say hey you know I, I, can you loan me 1500 bucks can you loan me 4 grand can you loan me 10 grand it's not going to be long before you have to figure out a new way to navigate your family new way to navigate your friendships. You got to build mm-hmm. a new circle. So there, there's going to be all these levels that start to unlock as you complete a level, right? There, that's why I like the idea of a video game is is such a good parallel to this. You, you got to develop <laughs> Mario, new skills. Mario, can for you sure. talk just about it? Let, let's go back to Mario. Well, let's let's evolve for Mario. Like There are all these games where when you play them, as you get from level one to level three, you unlock a new skill then you gotta use that mm-hmm. skill to get to the next level. Then you get another skill. And by the end of the game, you have this, this whole character that's been developed that has all <laughs> right. these skills, right? That's that's yeah. what entrepreneurship is.
1: Yeah, and when you have to, um, it becomes so second nature as you go through it. I, I got it wrong here. I have to go back to the beginning of that, that phase and do it again, but I could do the first 10 steps without even thinking about it. That's
0: right. And And the skill almost becomes, like they stack on each other, right?
1: Correct. So yeah. your relationship yeah.
0: with money, your your relationship with sales and people, your ability to say no, like all, all these structures, these skills get baked in. But if you're afraid of the success and and all the new choices you gotta make, which is a real thing, it's gonna limit you and restrict you from selling, from starting, or from raising those rates. And I find that it, it becomes really interesting. When, in particular, to talk about raising your rates, because uh, like my coaching has gone from starting at like a, a package a, a a big package it was when I first started first entrepreneur I ever coached it and was I know
1: what it was when you coached me
0: well and and that that was along the journey that, and that yeah yeah this was i don't even remember what year it was, but it was a call a week, many of which became meetings like in person, and it was $400 a month. And it was a, it was like a, a six-month or three-month commitment. And that took so much time out of me. So it was $400 times six, let's say $2,400 for six months. Now you can't even get a month for $2,400 because there's so much <laughs> more sophistication and there's so much more understanding, right? The investment level is much higher now. Yeah. And and there is a fear that I had then of like, well, if I raise the rates, people won't be able to say yes. It's different problems that you got to be able to solve for sure. But if I think about that climb, part of what enables a climb like that is skill development. Also understanding that at that level, at the level that we're still climbing closer and closer to, we actually can help more people. We can do better. We can, we can navigate. And the, the fear of success has less of a hold as this whole thing changes because a person that we're able to now work with has their own resources. They have their own stability. They have their own dream and ambition that's already built. So we become like rocket fuel. And you know we're working really diligently to make some, some access points that are, are less of an investment. And at the same time, the fear of raising your rates was almost... Will I be able to deliver on that more, more than anything else, not who am I cutting out, but can I deliver on a twenty five, fifty, hundred thousand dollar contract? Now, now there's big like stake. I've got to be able to make that valuable, and what we've done is say, okay, not only can we ROI on a hundred thousand dollar investment, we can ROI a very high multiple on a hundred thousand dollars investment that That takes courage. That takes crazy courage to be able to do. But if you're afraid of that success, it will never come because you'll never take the lead.
1: Especially in our world, I think as well, in terms of the coaching world, because it it's not a tactile product that someone's buying, right? It, it It's about changing their life and transforming in many ways. So it's sometimes harder to... I, I pay this, I get this. That, that I think it's a lot harder in our world to do that the the other thing i thought of as i'm listening to you uh, I, and there's multiple layers i think to to this whole thing at the beginning uh, uh, it can be very overwhelming right because there's so many things so many changes that that then it becomes about the fear of uh, of asking for help as well and i th- which i think is where where we come in we intentionally help people in that space because i have i, I want to move to the next level uh, don't know how to get there. I have to ask for help. And so who are the people that can help you get there as well in order that it doesn't feel so overwhelming, uh, and, but you still want the success?
0: Yeah, it's like a dystopian definition of success, right? Yeah. Where we think we do it all alone. Yeah, if, you, if, if you look at someone successful, they're surrounded, man. It's, it's a team game. It is yep. not an individual, don't talk to me, I got this, I don't need your help. It, it's, it's not that. And it's
1: the inter- interdependence that we talk about.
0: Correct. And one of the fears that I had, and, and still to this day have to be mindful of, is will I choose the people around me correctly? Because there, there's a lot of, mm, there's a need for very deliberate choices in who you put around you. And it's very yep. easy to get wrong because people have their own agenda and may not be yeah, pure absolutely. in what they're sharing or offering. I do think though, that if you're afraid of success and you, you don't move towards it, you don't move and grow, one of two things will happen. Your, your clients will start to see that you're not growing. No one wants to be around individuals that are not growing for very long because it starts to feel stale. If, if you're a t-shirt company and you stop offering new t-shirt designs, eventually you're going to run out of clients that come back over and over and over. And the same could be said for any other business. But if, if that's one, people are going to not want to be around someone that's not growing. And, and two, if you commit to your present, then you're decommitting from your future. You can only commit to one, future or present. And if you stop growing, I, I do feel like you're eventually going to feel like a charity. Like you're giving stuff away versus recouping costs and allowing yourself to expand. It, the, the nature of things in human is to expand. And you, you'd almost be committing to not expanding and decaying.
1: We, we And we have a great way of checking that called social media. Go back and look at where you posted a year ago versus today. It, it better not be the same thing. That's right. That you were posting it. The message could be the same, but the quality of that message or the depth of that message should be different than what it was a year ago or even a month ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, my when when I started down this, like I could be an entrepreneur. I, I had a buddy that he taught me a lot really early, uh, especially around wanting more and, and wanting success and wanting to chase it, and. I, I will never forget, there was a, an interaction I had with him. His name was Sean. I, I like was trying to build this relationship with this supplier of ours and called him and I kept getting rejected. And I, I went to Sean and was like, I can't move this forward. And I'll, I'll never forget what he told me because he taught me something really valuable. He said, we can't have a no, period. Like That was the, that was the whole conversation. We can't have a no. And it was the first time because in in like my job at the time, if I went and did that, I d- I wasn't working with an entrepreneur. I wasn't working with somebody that had like vision and all that. It was just a job. And it was the first time someone had said, "Look, we we can't. We need success here. Like it doesn't matter how hard it is, you got to get there." And I think it woke something up about what it would take to get success back to the fear of rejection. But it also started to wake up that that success on the other side was something I didn't understand yet. And as afraid of it as I might have been, that the unknown there, the, the like mystery that was success, I did feel like I could learn about it. I could study it. I could, I could begin down the pathway there. And if I want to be compensated really, really well, if I want to be afforded nice things and a nice lifestyle, if I want to go see the world, I can't be afraid of that. Like it, it, How is that going to keep me or allow me to grow. It's not going to keep me in line with with my dream. It's going to pull me away from it. And my take is that most of us are afraid of success because we'd have to leave who we are. And that's that's like a big cliffhanger to kind of leave on as we wind this down. But you will not look the same. You will not dress the same. You will not act the same. You will not talk the same. You will not walk the same. When you're successful, it will all be different. Everything that you've got will go because you've got to let go of it.
1: I'll I'll repeat what I've said a number of times already. In the no, there's a yes. You may not see it, but if you look closely and and become more clear, there is a yes in that no, in that rejection. It's a matter of
0: finding that. I love that. Well, let's let's do a quick recap here. We talked about the two reasons why you won't sell your product, you won't start your business, and you won't raise your rates. So we broke that down into number one, being afraid of being rejected. Marty, if someone's listening in and they're like, "Man, I'm." I, I am terrified to be rejected. I, I am afraid of, of like getting a no. What's an action step that you could say, hey, just, just try this on. <laughs> like, give this a little bit of a, uh, an experiment before the next episode comes out. Well, what would you say to him?
1: <laughs> I laugh, I'm laughing because I've heard you do this before. <laughs> but go get simple no's. Like, go set yourself up for a no. I I know you've had clients do that before. You can go in um, Starbucks and ask for a Dunkin' Donuts coffee. It, you're going to get a no because it, it, it's built in. You're in the wrong place. Go do simple no's. Get simple no's.
0: I love that. Yeah, that's such a good one to do. Uh, yeah, go ask questions. You know we'll get a no. Practice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll add another one to you. Uh if you're afraid of being rejected, one of the best things that you can do is, is write out the worst, worst, worst case scenario. Like, mm-hmm. like let, it, let it be. Because what's happening in your mind is bananas. Like, I'm going to get rejected. I'm going to have to live on a farm. No one's going to speak to me. I'm going to have to like make best friends with sheep and I won't be loved. Like, it, like that's where our mind goes. We just, we just blow it up. So write out your worst, worst, worst fear. It's a great way to, to understand. Let's go number two, the the second reason that you won't sell your product, start your business or raise your rates, you're afraid of success. And this was essentially that on the other side of everything you want is a totally different life. Everything is different on that side. The way you talk to friends, family, the things you got to learn, all the different ways you relate to money, the things you spend on, the way you hire, it's all different. And if you're afraid of that change, you're afraid of all those different things that exists in that beautiful vision that you have, that dream of yours that you know is burning very brightly inside of you, then everything's going to look different. You're going to have to let go of what you know and who you are and how you are to be that. So Marty, same question. If someone is afraid of success, what's something that they could do between now and next episode to begin moving the needle and understanding how they can conquer that fear?
1: I'll do what we um, do on, on our retreats. Write it out. Write out what that looks like. You don't have to do anything yet. Just write it out. You'll begin to see this is what I want. This is where I'm at, and we can come in and help you get to that place in a in an incremental way and in what might feel like a safer way than just being overwhelmed by it. Write it out, and then begin to recognize that gap, and we can help you get to that space.
0: Love that. I'll add that a great a great way to challenge someone afraid of success i want you to write like complete this sentence um, i'm afraid of success because that's one sentence to write or if i really can push your buttons i will not chase success because and write out the reasons that you're not going to go after it and you'll you'll find very quickly that you can you can bring up some really good thoughts with that uh, as marty said if if you're stuck if you're Plateaued, or or like you cannot seem to break through this ceiling of yours, let us know. We've got great ways that we can help you get out of your own way. That's all in the brand. You know this already, but we've got lots of ways that we can help you move, help you break, help you shatter all of your limits, all of your beliefs, all of your patterns, and become the person that is successful and stop being afraid of rejection so that it becomes an experiment and life becomes a beautiful entrepreneurship game. So you can visit our website at www.getoutofyourownway.coach. You can sign up for a pattern discovery call. It's free, it's easy, it's light, it's fun. We'll also help you break down where the pattern is and get you moving whether you sign up for anything beyond that or not. We're going to make sure that you leave that call changed. So check out the website. This has been a phenomenal conversation about change and another another interesting dialogue between visionary and integrator as we help you become the best version of you, expand your enterprise, build your business, build remarkable relationships and level up your life. So Marty, thanks for being here. And thank you for tuning in. We will see you on the very next show. Thanks for being here.